0: Welcome to Bible Quest, the Wednesday edition. If I could uh, click on my computer correctly, then things would go smoother. Uh, I'm Joe Works, and uh, where am I at? I'm in Elmira, New York. That's where I am. I almost said Exton, Pennsylvania, but that's where you are, Jeff, right? That is where I are.
1: I am in Exton, Pennsylvania.
0: Very good. And Chase, you're joining us in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, correct?
1: That is
2: correct, sir. I'm in the basement of my home in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania.
0: Very good, very good. Uh, I I just I, I feel like one of these. What, what's that? With uh, one kid shows, uh, you know, one of these things don't belong. Uh, both of you have these nice bookshelves in the background, and um, I I have a door. Um, uh, you have some pretty binders behind you. Yeah, uh, my my wife is decorative.
1: And it actually looks like a little headdress, the way it, it comes out on both sides of your head, just like this, and like this, and then little things sticking up like little ears. Oh,
0: uh, I can't move because then you would find out that that's really what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's get on with our um, program uh, for this afternoon. We're going to uh, discuss... Some of the things that have uh, happened recently in the news. We kind of teased it a little bit last week, I guess, but um, uh, just uh, about 10 days or so, I forget the exact date now, we had uh, the the Pope of the Catholic Church had made some statements in regard to civil unions between uh, um, uh, homosexuals and lesbians, and um, his statements very much in favor of uh, of civil unions um and some of the statements that he made were 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 very appropriate some of them just at least to me seem to very much contradict the word of god and i'm not alone in that because there's been a few articles that have been printed to talk about how the um uh, even some, some of the bishops and, and cardinals have taken exception to what the Pope has said. Go ahead, Chase.
2: Here's yeah, a... I just I, I don't want to derail where you're going with this. I just want to ask from the outset, you know, there are other things that we have disagreed openly with uh, the Catholic Church about or with the Pope about on this podcast or, or webcast or however you're listening. So, Joe, why, why is it that we're going to talk about this today? Why is it that it's this specific issue that we're specifically wanting to address when there are tons of things that the Catholic Church teaches that we disagree with?
0: Sure, Uh, great question. Uh, So, uh, maybe especially because of the election, but uh, it's an issue that comes up fairly regularly about what the Bible teaches on this uh, subject, and uh, so we need to be aware of that. We, We want to challenge people that are following certain religions, to, to think carefully about who it is that they're following. Are, are they following God or are they following man? Jesus presented that as the the two choices. Um, the, the baptism of John is it from heaven or from men? And really, we need to take we need to take that question from Jesus and uh, and answer that regarding anything that we're doing uh, of a spiritual matter. Is it from heaven or is it from man? Um, and so this question of, uh, of civil unions and uh, of the of the Pope's statements there, um, I think that's a, a pretty significant thing that we ought to, uh, to think through. So what did he
1: say? I'm sorry, Chase, did you have a follow-up? I was just going to ask, let's just get
2: this out there. What is a civil union? Let's define what that is.
0: Sure, sure. So uh, in the absence of, uh, of marriage, uh, the the Pope, the Catholic Church has taken the position now for several years. I think going back officially since two thousand and three, if I'm not mistaken, they've taken a very official position um, uh, that marriage is for one man and one woman. Um, but when this whole question about okay, well, marriage is for one man and one woman, but what about allowing a civil union, which is like a marriage, it's just not called a marriage? It's, it doesn't have the blessing of the church from the from the Catholic church's vantage point. Um, it is a civil union. So it's something that's done in the courts, uh, generally speaking, to provide um, uh, legitimacy to, uh, to a couple, whether that's for financial reasons or for health reasons. And so imagine two uh, homosexual men, uh, they want to live together, that they want to have the security that if one of them gets sick, the other one can uh, can respond for them in a medical situation, or in the death of one, the other one would receive the benefits, uh, maybe death benefits in particular. Um, and so because of some of those things, this idea of a civil union came up. It, it's kind of a, uh, a first cousin to, to marriage. It, it's really a, a marriage just calling it a different name, I think. So, so what did
1: what did the Roman Catholic Pope say that made the news?
0: Sure. So one of the first things that he says and uh, and I think I would certainly agree with it is that, that homosexuals need to be treated with respect. they, they need to be loved. they need, they, they need family. Uh, and that's kind of where he begins to go off on his statements. But he talks about how that, that homosexuals need to be a part of a family. Um, one of the the main things that he emphasized was that um they are uh they are children of god and uh, so they uh need to be viewed as that because they they are children of god
1: so treated with respect because they're homosexuals or treated with respect for some other reason
0: um treated uh, treated with respect because they are made in the image of god
1: okay all right um,
0: and and so from that vantage point is where he begins um but uh then he begins to to go off from there to uh say because they have a right to family therefore they have a right to a family of with another homosexual um and so he's not simply saying they have a right to uh to be a part of you know, with their mother and father or with their, their siblings or something like that. He's saying that they have a right to uh, have a relationship that is respected. Um, so.
1: so that's really, I mean, that sounds like, I have not looked at all of this. Um, we got a comment, Pat Donahue says, I think the Pope was careful with his words not to show approval of the sexual union. Is your reading of his words that he avoided saying anything that would countenance or approve or accommodate the sexual union? Or is your reading of his words
0: that he was assuming that's a part of it? Well, so he did not use, he did not talk about the sexual relationship specifically, but everyone knows when we're talking about a civil union between two homosexuals, that we are including within that, their sexual relationship. Um, uh, That is, that is always understood to be a part of it. And and I would just suggest that his statement is not made in a vacuum. He has, he is very openly met with the LGBTQ community um, uh, and, and things like that. So um when you say
1: when you say they have a right to a family that sounds like he's talking about you have a right to this this partner and what do we mean when we say partner we're not talking about a business partner
0: right yeah that's that's exactly right right um one of the quotes that that's given in the article is francis has has previously endorsed civil unions for gay couples as an alternative to same-sex marriages uh while serving as archbishop of buenos aires uh but he never supported it he, he never publicly voiced his support on the issue as pope until this interview so he, he's already you know and again that's what i'm saying it's not in a vacuum yeah he came out and and stated that they ought to be legally covered in this way but that's endorsing their union i mean think yeah. about the word union there yeah Being made one um so uh that that's and And I would say that that's not something that that one of us is twisting to try to make the the Pope look bad or something. The Archdiocese of New York has responded to it. Uh, Different archbishops have responded to it. Some favorably, some very unfavorably. Uh, One of them even simply saying that the Pope has erred on this. The Pope is wrong. He has said very clearly. He's understanding. The the, the catholic church leaders are understanding what he means by that uh-huh. while there may be some wiggle room in his terminology everybody grasps what he's what he's directing this toward um
1: so all right so let's let's be clear here the bible the bible doesn't tread lightly here and say, well, it, you know, maybe we won't call it marriage, but if you want to have a union with somebody, a sexual relationship, or even if we don't want to go to that part, the Bible doesn't say, if you want something that's an alternative to marriage, if you happen to be homosexual, then you can go this route. The Bible doesn't do that. The Bible um, yeah. in multiple passages, maybe it'd be good if we take a minute just to, to remind everybody how clear the Bible is on it by turning to some of those passages. And you might, you
2: might have just said this too, Jeff. So if you did, I'm sorry. Um, but the Bible also doesn't say, oh, you don't want to get married in a heterosexual relationship? Well, then just just live with that person and just treat them like your spouse, but you never actually have to get married. That's also right. something
1: we don't see in Scripture, even right. in a
2: heterosexual relationship.
1: Yeah. Right, exactly. It's, it's. You might have
2: said that, I'm sorry. No, I didn't say that.
1: No, I didn't say that. That's that, But that's right. In the Bible, a sexual relationship belongs in marriage between a man and a woman, and and that's it. And and if I could just, I'll just call to mind some passages here real quickly. Romans, the first chapter, talking about um, sin in general among mankind. Um, Verse 26 and 27. For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions, for the women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural, And in the same way, also, the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire towards one another, men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. This is part of what he mentions as he describes the wrath of God coming uh, from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Uh, First Timothy, the first chapter, uh, and I'll turn there quickly. Uh, I'm using a different Bible than I usually use, so it's not as quick for me to spot it. But in 1 Timothy, uh, the first chapter in verse 10, it mentions immoral men and homosexuals and kidnappers and liars and perjurers uh, among those who are um, unholy and profane and ungodly and that sort of thing. Uh, and there are multiple other passages. Maybe, maybe you have one that you especially want to bring out.
0: What was the? Give me the, what was the last one you just now used? I didn't hear the text. First Timothy chapter one verse ten. Okay. So first, first Corinthians five six and seven I think are pretty significant uh, to to shed light on this as well. I mean certainly those passages that you mentioned. Um, uh, but you know uh, in the book of, of First Corinthians Paul deals in in sections. Uh, you know twelve through fourteen that's dealing uh, with um, uh, the, the spiritual gifts. Um uh, eight, 8 9 and 10 uh dealing with idolatry 5 6 and 7 is dealing with sexual matters and so you have in chapter 5 the man who is living with his uh, uh father's wife i uh, presume to be his stepmother then um in a sexual way he, he calls it sexual immorality and then in chapter 7 he talks about the uh the the purpose of marriage and who could who who can and who cannot get married and in the middle of that in chapter six he's on that same topic um uh, and so at the end of chapter five he says for example in verse uh 10 uh beginning verse nine i wrote to you in my epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people you know i certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world or with the covetous extortioners or idolaters since you would need to go out of the world but now I've written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is a fornicator, a covetous, idolater, reveler, drunkard, extortioner, not even to eat with such a person. And then he goes on in chapter 6 and says in verse 9, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, Will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And so you have a, this idea of sexually immoral people. Um, and we live in a world where that in some people's mind is not possible. Um, you know, I think some people would, would take exception with this idea that you can be sexually immoral because anything goes. Any relationship is, is okay, but he makes it very clear in, in, both, in both passages, um, particularly in chapter 6, where he condemns this idea, and he uses two different words. Jeff, you can talk about the Greek of them if you want. At the end of verse 9, homosexuals, catamites, and uh, sodomites. Really, I think, especially when you have both of those together, makes it very clear um, uh, what we're dealing with. Uh, in in regard and and it really it it, it's exactly the same thing as what he's talking about in romans the first chapter that you cited a moment ago uh those who practice such things shall not inherit the kingdom of god
1: Uh, well and, and i like your point that chapters five six and seven of first corinthians that there is a thought flow through there and he starts out talking about this particular sexual sin of a man who's with his father's wife he mentions homosexuals in in chapter six verse nine um, and 10, and and then he talks about going to a prostitute, and you get to chapter 7, and he says because of sexual immorality or because of fornication, because there's going to be this temptation to, to uh, have some kind of sexual relationship, he says, let each man have his own wife and each woman have her own husband, and, you know, he doesn't say or a wife can have her own wife. He doesn't say a husband can have her own husband. Here's the, here's what God's provided. A, a man can have a wife or a woman can have a husband, even in the, even in this day and age where homosexuals get married. If it's two women, they refer to each other as wives. And if it's two men, they refer to each other as husbands. But just to be emphatically clear, if you read this passage, 1 Corinthians 7 in verse 2, where it says each man have his own wife and each woman have her own husband, the woman for the word for wife is woman. And the word for husband is man. It's let each man have his own woman and each woman have her own man. And that's it. You've got all these sexual sins talked about in chapters five and six man sleeping with his father's wife. You've got homosexuality. You mentioned the Catamites and the Sodomites. You've got the prostitution issue mentioned in chapter six. And it comes to chapter seven says, look, here is the one thing. That God has provided, where your sexual activity is right, a man has a woman, his wife; a woman has a husband, her a man, her husband.
0: Uh, well stated. I, I appreciate that clarification there. That, that's that's helpful to see in, in every respect. Um, and so, looking at the. Uh, the the union that the the Pope was wanting is is suggesting is okay. And again, uh probably ought to make this clear, he's not speaking from the vantage point, and this gets a little bit murky perhaps. He's not speaking with papal authority here. Uh I think there's fancier words that you guys probably know. Yeah, I think it's ex cathedra,
2: cathedra is the is the I guess it'd be Latin for yeah. when he speaks. Um,
1: in in Christ, basically, for Christ. From the seat of authority.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he's he's speaking as a man. Uh, He's the Pope, but he's speaking as a man, and um, there's distinctions that can and should be made from their doctrine uh, that he is allowed to have his own opinions about things, and that's where this would fall. He's not making a statement uh, with a sort of the, the seal or the authority of the leader of the Catholic Church. Um, but nevertheless, when he speaks, and he is the leader of uh, thousands and thousands of, of people, it's going to carry a lot of weight. And, and a lot of people have celebrated the statements that he's made and and are saying, you see, the, the Pope is in favor of the. That unions. So what was the setting in which he made these
1: comments was this just like a private conversation where he's talking with somebody and says well you know one way the governments could get out of this is if they said had civil unions, or was this in a speech
0: or and if it was in a speech, what was the occasion, what was the topic. Sure, so there is a, an individual and I I have his name but I can't pronounce it correctly, so I won't try to abuse it, but uh, there's an individual who's creating a, a documentary. Uh, on the pope and the vatican and and the catholic church and so this was on uh, this was during an interview where the pope very much understood this was a part of a documentary and so it was it was purposefully stated um to be a part of a public record Um,
1: and presumably he was being interviewed as the pope it wasn't a documentary about Life in Rome, and let's just interview random people, and they just happen to stumble upon the guy who happens to be the pope. They were interviewing him because he's the
0: pope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, the, the 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 name of the of the documentary is uh, uh, Francisco, uh, his <laughs> name, uh, and and so it, it's it's been uh, it, it was in the Roman Film Festival a while back, about two weeks ago, I guess, and uh, so it's it's already been published. And that's when a lot of this then came out when people saw that, that documentary from him about him. And uh, you know, let, let me just read clearly so I'm not uh, misquoting anything or, or misrepresenting. Here's a statement that he made. Homosexual people have the right to be in a family, uh, Francis said in the film. Uh, "That They are children of God. What we have to have is a civil union law That way they are legally covered, and so as Patrick had mentioned, he's not speaking specifically about sexual relationships, but he is talking about them being a family and and being recognized as a family. Go back a little bit in time. I mentioned earlier in 2003, uh, the Vatican's Congregation of the Doctrine of Faith uh, states, quote, respect for homosexual persons cannot lead in any way to approval of homosexual behavior or to legal recognition of homosexual unions. And that's exactly what he's doing. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, and so what he's saying is not just a mistake or, you know, he's not just giving somebody wrong directions to get around the Vatican. What he's saying is something that is in direct contradiction to the written word, of the scriptures we already pointed that out but also of the catholic church
2: wow can you if i can just make up a, a biblical point here so if you can just read the first part of this quote again for me um joe sure.
0: homosexual people have the right to be in a family
2: all right and just a little bit further they are children of god okay all right stop there all right so homosexuals have the right to be in a family strictly speaking i agree with that statement um, where he goes with the statement is to say that that's going to be done in a civil union but he comes so short because the place where they need to look for family is in the family of God um, and what they're looking to get out of the civil union they can get out of other brethren in the family of God I, I think about Mark 10 um, beautiful passage Peter looks at Jesus in twenty verse 28 Behold, we've left everything and followed you And Jesus said, truly, I say to you, there's no one who's left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or farms for my sake and for the gospel's sakes. But that he will receive a hundred times as much now in the present age, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and farms, along with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. For everything that we might lose when we give up a life of sin and the things that the Lord has condemned we can gain so much more being in his kingdom. And so I think about somebody who is desiring this civil union because they want somebody that they can love, somebody that they can trust, somebody they can entrust their finances to or their estate or whatever have you. Um, They should not go looking for that in a purely carnal and sexual partner. They can find that in God's people, uh, those people that can do those things for them. And I just think that so much of of relationships, whether they're heterosexual or homosexual, they're not about sex. Um, They're often about companionship. Um, They're often about wanting to find, to to belong, wanting to feel connected. Um, And the sexual relationship is a distraction from some of that whether it's heterosexual or homosexual and so much of what can be accomplished in a civil union can be accomplished in entrusting ourselves to our brothers or sisters in christ in a godly way Um, and so i just i feel like the pope he was so close to the answer there but he filled it in with a man-made civil union rather than saying God has
1: provided for people like this in his kingdom. So, but I um, does
2: that make sense what I'm saying? I might
1: I might be muddied here, but I think I think yeah, I think it makes sense, but I think what you're saying and what the pope is saying, while you say technically you would agree with it, I think you're saying two different things.
2: Right, when I'm you, saying he stopped short of the true answer.
1: Yeah. When you say that you would agree that homosexuals have a right to be in a family, number one, you're talking about the family of God, the the body of Christ, the church. Right. And number two, you don't mean that they have as homosexuals the right to continue to be homosexuals as a part of that family.
2: Right, but the Lord has made provision for them where, where they can get what they're trying to get out of a civil union, they can get
1: amongst God's people. So I'm, I'm not convinced that in general, homosexuals who are clamoring for the right to marry and, and have a spouse or even civil union uh, I'm not convinced that they are looking for a relationship without a homosexual component to it. Um, you're right that oftentimes these civil unions um, are, are talked about as it's or marriage is talked about because it gives me uh, the opportunity to have somebody come visit me if I'm in the hospital, who is my spouse and all of that kind of thing but underlying it all is the presumption that it gives me the right to have my sexual partner uh, have these these rights. Um, and so uh, the, the, the premise of it all is that there's a sexual relationship, which you're not condoning. No, absolutely not. Let me make
2: that perfectly yeah,
1: yeah. clear. See Romans 1, 1 Timothy
2: 1, <laughs> and 1 Corinthians 6. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, and I'm, and- I'm just trying to save your bacon there. <laughs> And we can certainly see what you're what you're driving at there, Jeff. Just by looking at the the homosexual community in America, when uh, civil unions were first proposed, they absolutely rejected that. they wanted marriage. They would be viewed as married. Um, uh, they already had opportunities for civil unions. and they viewed that as second class citizenship. Uh, so it wasn't for legal or financial protections. They wanted to, to, to be accepted as married. Um, so
1: let's think about this statement. And this is part of what you're getting at, Chase. This statement, have a right to be a part of a family. Forget about the question of whether or not some somebody's homosexual. Just where does the Pope get the idea that anybody has a right to be in a family? Of course, you're making the point chase with regard to the spiritual family the body of christ the church and yes absolutely it in god has given us that right in christ jesus but that's not what the pope's talking about he's talking about a like a household a, a literal family in a in a in a relationship sort of way where you live together and you you know the, the home
2: no the home as we see it defined in yeah. as early as genesis yeah. husband wife children yes yeah so, so, that, so let's, that's think
1: of, let's think about that i mean certainly god that 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 relationship that you that that thing the family is something that god created and designed in, in the very beginning male and female he created them and and uh, in Matthew, Genesis two twenty four for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to, cleave to his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. And so you've got marriage, and then you have the Bible talking about the responsibilities of fathers and mothers to their children and the responsibility of children to obey their parents. So this idea of a family runs throughout the Bible, but suppose suppose I'm I'm a 16-year-old boy, and my family is killed in a car crash. Does the Bible say—I'm just trying to—what I'm trying to get at is, it seems like the Pope here was speaking just what he thought. I didn't see anything where the Pope is going to Scripture and saying, here's what the Bible says about a right to a family. And if he had— what he would have seen is that the Bible talks about a family, but it's not a homosexual family. So I don't know. Maybe I didn't, maybe I'm rambling here, but.
0: Well, I, I think your point is well taken. In fact, uh, I, I would, I, I understand J- uh, Chase's perspective on the spiritual family, but that's yeah, not.
1: And what I agree with that.
0: And, and so going back to the physical family, no, you don't have a, an inherent right to family. Um, uh, what about 1 Corinthians 7 uh, in verses 10 and 11? Now to the married I command, yet not out of the Lord, a wife is not to depart from her husband, but even if she does depart, let her remain unmarried. Yep. Um, she she doesn't have the right to, to go. And he goes on and says, you know, uh, good for the goose is good for the gander as well. Um, uh, that, there, that's
1: a better example. You've got situations in the Bible where it explicitly says this person can't have a spouse this person yeah. is not and, and therefore is not going to have children right. unless they already
2: if, have them if i if i could try and clear up to some of what i was saying so the pope i think is identifying a problem not only in the catholic church but also in churches across america whether it be non-denominational or whatever that in some churches homosexuals people who have or struggle with same-sex attraction they feel as if that they are not connected in the same way that everybody else is as a lack of having a family in the traditional sense. Uh Now the Pope, his solution is saying we need to find a way to match that. Just like I have a wife and children. We need to find a way to give those homosexuals an equivalent. I got it. The comment I was trying to make was this Pope has identified a correct problem. These homosexuals who feel incomplete and, they feel detached from the rest of God's people because of what they don't have. But instead of coming up with an equal alternative for them, the Pope stopped short of looking at the kingdom of God and seeing the spiritual relationship that they can have with their brothers and sisters will be far deeper and far better than anything that a civil union could offer. So that's simply what I was trying to say. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah,
0: I, I, I I think you worded it well, and, and I, I certainly agree with everything you said. Um, I, I I think you're right. He's uh, he has gone off point when uh, he has prioritized the physical family um, over the over the spiritual. Uh, so so yeah. if I if I'm a Roman Catholic,
1: so I have I have a friend who stops by very very you know several times a year. He'll stop by and we'll chat, and always we talk about. Catholic doctrine and what's in the news with the Roman Catholic Pope and, and that sort of thing. And this friend of mine is very he would be labeled a social conservative in the extreme. In fact, the reason how I met him, uh, he lives a few blocks from here, and I drove past his house one day and he had a big pro-life sign, a big banner in his front yard. So I just stopped and went up and knocked on the door and, and to find out, well, who is this guy and say hi and all of that. So I got to know him. So he's He's what would be called a a social conservative. He's strongly against abortion. He is strongly against homosexuality. Um, And and yet he is devoutly dedicated to the Roman Catholic Church and and whatever the Pope says. Now, for somebody like him, it would seem to me that this would present a, a problem. And, and maybe maybe they'll say, well, he just made a mistake. I think you quoted one news article where, did, was there one news article where it said he erred, you said, or erred? Yes, yeah. So should that, if I'm a Roman Catholic, why is this that, why is it that this should present a problem for me or should it?
0: Well, I think part of the problem is, and, and I understand the, at least, on a superficial level, I understand the, the concept of when he speaks with authority and when he doesn't. Um, uh, but the fact is, you've got a man that is making these statements um, that that should be disturbing. Uh, you know, when he's when, when he's sitting in the right chair, then he's always correct. He's infallible. Um, uh, but when he's on a plane doing a documentary interview, then he's, he's making mistakes. Um, to me, that's that's pretty concerning. How do I know when he is correct and when he isn't? It, and part of the my understanding about the way that the Catholic Church is set up is it's when the Council of Cardinals agree with him or something to that effect. Um, I'm slightly oversimplifying that on purpose, but um, you know, again, you, you have a group of men that are that are making these decisions. Um, that should be concerning. There's also this,
1: you know we we have opinions joe you have opinions chase you have opinions about political issues in this country or in the world um and don't some go there <laughs> <laughs> some more than others right jeff <laughs> yeah i saw how didn't see that coming out so Joe smile i thought oh boy all right so so each of us has our political opinions, and that's that's fine. But if we're going to say, well, this is a case where the Pope is not talking about the Roman Catholic Church is going to bring in civil unions. He's just saying this is a political solution in the world. Even though he's not speaking ex cathedra, he's still speaking as the Pope. And I'm not trying to say, therefore, he's infallible. I'm not saying that. But as you said, this documentary is a documentary about the Pope. Yeah, he, he he's
2: he still has to answer on behalf of this religion or this group of people
1: as well, their as a, leader, and, and as a preacher of the gospel, yeah. I'm I don't speak as a preacher of the gospel and say uh, I think this tax law should be passed or or repealed. I, I'm not going to get. I I make no claim to infallibility. I don't ever speak ex cathedra with the air of infallibility and authority, but nonetheless. I'm not going to stand in the pulpit as a preacher of the gospel and advocate this political solution or that political solution. So setting aside even the fact that homosexuality is wrong and he seems to be papering over that, there's this whole issue about him as a religious leader trying to talk about what government should do politically, um, even if it weren't something that were an immoral solution i don't did i make that clear did i
0: say that wrong hey guys you Uh got it i I, I think you're exactly right um you know uh one of the articles and this is from the archdiocese of new york uh this is directly from their website um uh uh, the I'll, i'll read this quote the problem arises from the next reported comment by the holy father What we have to create is a civil union law, that way they are legally covered. That was the quote. Uh, Let me read that again. Again, this is from the Archdiocese website directly. Mm -hmm. The problem arises from the next reported comment by the Holy Father, quote, What we have to create is a civil union law, that way they are legally covered, unquote. He goes. The, the archdiocese goes on and says, unfortunately, supporting the legal recognition of any kind of same-sex union is contrary to church teaching. So within this quote, do, do you see a, I don't know, a, a dilemma uh, or, you know, he says the problem arises by a comment by the Holy Father, and then he gives the quote, and then he says that's contrary to church teaching. If he's the Holy Father, well, for one, I'm I'm almost scared to even read it. I, I certainly don't advocate that. Um, but that that's tremendous to to think that with, within the same paragraph you call this man the Holy Father and then say what he's teaching, what he's saying here, is in contradiction to the, the Church teachings. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's it's scary anytime some somebody makes claim to being anything remotely close to god um the book of acts has a couple of occasions where men have tried that
1: yeah yeah acts 12 um
2: so i, I just if i can sum up a little bit of what you both just said first peter 4 11 whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of god and i mean this is this is of course somebody who they claim was their first pope, Peter, who wrote this, but it's whoever you are, you need to be careful what you say here. Um, So I just, regardless if he's speaking ex cathedra or not, I mean, clearly he's making a statement that's dangerous.
1: What he is calling for is for civil governments to legitimize uh, homosexual relationships as the foundation of a family unit. And That's just contrary to the word of God. Um, No, the civil government is not the church. That's true. But why would God's people be asking the civil government to legitimize something that we know is immoral?
0: And, and, you know, we need to be aware of Satan's devices. The the Vatican, the the pope, is, is not naive. By him making these statements and recognizing that some countries are so – have such Catholic ingrained in them that they will adopt laws following yep. him, he's not naive about this. So he can make these sort of informal declarations. Nations will jump onto that, and people will, will parade this and, and advocate for it as look what the pope he's even supporting this not formally but now that it is becomes law then those people are accepted and so it's it, it's 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 a backdoor entrance into uh, re- the religious society to, to accept these things I, I think it's naive for any of us to think that this is just his opinion this is a, this is even more than a wink and a nod. Um, uh, he is, he is pushing for governments to, to, to pass these laws and, and what's going to be the result of that. Then the the church begins to accept that. I mean, that's what always happens.
2: So if I'm not mistaken, there hasn't, he hasn't given a follow-up since this has been released. Correct.
0: He has not, but several have. I mean, are the are, I, again, I was quoting from the Archdiocese website uh, a moment ago. Um, so I, I have I have looked and I have not seen any follow up from him. Um, and of course, this was a documentary. These statements that he made are are older. It was just published recently, the documentary.
1: So so you've indicated he's gotten some pushback. How much pushback and is this going to become an issue in the Roman Catholic Church? Or is this is this just going to be the way the Roman Catholic Church goes? And you may not know the answer, so it may not be a fair question. But that's that's what I'm wondering.
0: Yeah, what a what a great question. Um, uh, so the archdiocese is saying he made a mistake, but he made it as a man. We ought not this ought not to shake our faith. He's I mean, the the article on the on the archdiocese website is very clear. It says several times with great respect. I appreciate the way the, the way the man wrote he wrote with great respect but he just said over and over he's wrong he's mistaken he's erred. uh this, this is contrary to the church teaching he's uh, unequivocally opposed to, to what the pope has said um and but he's also saying you know, we ought not to worry about this because this wasn't a declaration of, of faith um but again very very obviously many people are going to jump on this who are in favor in in religion particularly mm-hmm. Catholic Church are, are going to say look, look the Pope's in favor of this right. um, and and maybe it's not a huge issue unfortunately in America because of the way that the laws have already been passed but in other countries this this will be this, this will make it more difficult for people to hold to the the, the scriptures um, so
1: let's let's take a let's take an analogy here. Adultery is wrong. Um, a man cheats on his wife, um, and or let's say, uh, yeah, let's say a man cheats on his wife. He divorces his wife and he wants to marry this other woman. Um, it may be that in society, some country says, "All right, we're going to allow you to divorce your wife and and marry some other woman." That's true in most countries. Certainly true in the United States. Is it? appropriate for Christians to be saying, speaking as a Christian, speaking as a as a child of God, a teacher of God's word, to say the government needs to give people the right to to divorce their wives and marry other people. Um, and that may be what the government's gonna do, but why would I advocate for that? Why would I clamor for that? Why would I be saying everybody has a right to a family? So this is not even just picking on homosexuality. This is just saying, if I'm gonna claim to be a child of God and I'm gonna be claimed to be, and I'm gonna claim to be speaking from God's word, why would I push for something that God's word condemns and say, the government needs to go this direction?
0: No um, point. Good point. It's
1: It's a good question. Well, yeah. guys, I think we're about out of time. Um, interesting discussion. It'll be interesting to see what comes of this. Um, I would like to think that one thing that would come of it is that there would be Roman Catholics, like my friend, who have enough conviction that the Bible is the word of God, and they know what the Bible says, that this would cause them to begin to question, why is my allegiance to the Roman Catholic Church?
0: Excellent point. We, 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 need, we need to keep coming back. The, the scriptures have not changed. Um uh, and and they do not advocate for a a man to be the vicar of Christ, to represent Christ on earth. We have the representation of Christ in the Holy Scriptures. Um uh, we, we do not need, nor can we have an infallible man on earth today speaking at any point. Um we need to rely on God's word. Um, Uh, hopefully this has caused all of us to think a little bit deeper about our commitment to the scriptures that that are never changing. Thank you all for for joining us. Uh, Thanks for the comments that were given. Uh, Feel free to to, to give some more if you would like, uh, even afterward. We'll try to respond to those perhaps at a later time. Uh, Until next Wednesday, Lord willing, thank you.